Hey, Dreamers. I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all-day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute-to-minute games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey Dreamers, my guest today is making her dreams come true by growing her business, which is always so great to hear when anybody is doing what it is that they love, and and at least I assume that she's doing something that she loves, uh, <laughs> and, and growing her business along the way as part of what she's doing. Uh, Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show, Joanna Turner. How you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Joe. You are so very welcome. Thank you for reaching out. I think, uh, I think was it Sam? Was it Sam Riley's episode that you you had found? Yeah, I, I think that's that's how we, I went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, that's right. I think it was, it was I was on her show and you found. Yeah, you were you on found about me. hers, and then I heard you no, know, I heard you on um, Paul's as well. Oh, right, 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 right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Paul's been a, a guest on the show as well. Um, yeah, so so Joanna, why don't you give some background about yourself? Sure. So we were just laughing about my accent. I'm originally from Scotland. Um, I've been away from there about 13 years now. Uh, but originally I was an accountant, so for a long time I was not doing what I loved. And I'm very, very grateful that that's all changed. And I've been running my own business for just under three years now and my whole life is dramatically different um I'm so much happier and um very grateful to be on this journey but it's it's didn't all happen overnight I was definitely ignoring a whole bunch of signs for a long time being an accountant doing that job I hated and um I was actually stopped in my tracks by a back injury I was doing surf life-saving here in Australia it's like a volunteer lifeguard at the beach and in one of our out in one of the rescue boats I crashed over a big wave and and really hurt my lower back so at the time it probably seemed like the worst thing in the world because I couldn't get out of bed the next morning but in hindsight looking back it was the best thing that's ever happened because it gave me the time and space to reevaluate my life and it actually physically stopped me sitting in my desk because there's not much would stop me from sitting in my desk and working the long hours in my job um, so it gave me a little bit of time and space to reevaluate my life and what was going on. And I finally had a little bit of time to start studying something. And I was always curious about natural health. So I ended up studying nutrition and started on this journey as a health coach, but very far away from what I do now, because I very quickly realized certainly the people that were coming to me really wasn't about what we were eating. It was more about underlying emotions and why we weren't doing what we were doing so that has then led through into down another rabbit hole into learning all about the subconscious and NLP and our thoughts and our behaviors and patterns and which has then led into a massive spiritual awakening Um, and now I help female entrepreneurs build their businesses by letting go of 
money visibility blocks, but also creating more flow in their lives and really living in alignment, which is is what I'm still on my journey learning to do as well. Well, I think that the living in alignment thing is is a constant battle, right? It's something that you don't just uh, wake up one day and be like, okay, I got this, and and you figure out because you might not even like the the balance that you give yourself that you think you might like till you get there. Yes, absolutely. I've been in that situation a few times, and I've, six months later, I'm like, I am so bored of myself. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think it's going to be a, an interesting journey for me my whole life. My company, ironically, is called Mission for Balance. Um, when I when I named it that, I didn't really know anything, but I now see the sort of irony and all of that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so so I got to ask, what what pulls you down to Australia? Uh, originally, I would have said it was a sense of adventure, but I was probably still running away from myself trying to create this perfect life that I envisioned my mom actually came here in the 60s traveling for a couple of years and never shut up about it so I knew it was going to be a cool place that I'd love but I think I think the my love of travel has come from more of a searching for I'm like there must be something else there must be some meaning here I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And so I was always looking for like a beautiful environment to live in, to do my boring job. I was like, well, at least if I'm an accountant, I can go live in Australia. And I lived in Bermuda for six years. So I was always sort of out there looking for something, I think, is, is, the, is the true, is the more truthful answer, not necessarily my sense of adventure. But I, I didn't realize the answers were maybe somewhere else. <laughs> yeah go figure right (laughs) right like damn i've been all over the world what is what is this i still haven't found the meaning to life yeah well you know you know it it really does come back to doing what it is that you really love and i mean you probably wouldn't wouldn't mind being an accountant if you wanted to do it maybe three hours a day four days a week three days a week and got to live in an awesome place that and you know afforded you the ability to go out and enjoy the area in which you were living but the the reality is is that that isn't generally the reality uh unless you make it your reality um so yeah so i so let's talk about the some of the first steps that you started uh to take once you decide you were going to start your own business sure so i i did it in a way that i wouldn't always recommend i'd been studying for about six months and then I was so excited about starting my own business that um, and I was sitting at my at my work and I'm ordering my business cards and having all these books delivered. And I was like, I could I was really struggling to concentrate because I'd seen seen the other side. And so I ended up quitting um, about six months earlier than I had planned and just diving headlong into it. So. I don't recommend everybody quits their job when they're doing that. Definitely either transitioning or building up on the side is is something I would actually recommend. I just physically couldn't do that any longer. Um, you know, I had this great plan. I was like, I'll stay till the next bonus season is over and blah, yada, yada. But yeah, it didn't quite work out like that. But um, I was very, very lucky. The One of the first things I did through the power of, you know, Facebook ads and serendipity was... Um, 
I was introduced to my first business mentor and I jumped into a program pretty much the same week I quit my job and um, that taught me everything I knew because I everybody when I was quitting my job was like oh you're an accountant you'll have no problem oh sure running a business will be easy and um, yeah the realities of running an online business I'm still laughing at what I didn't know um, before I started and I'm very grateful that things aligned that I was able to get guidance from the very beginning which I think has really uh, accelerated my growth in my business you know being excited, uh, you know, it's just like the, like if you were excited being an accountant, you would have kept being an accountant, <laughs> right? Right, um, and probably be more excited that you're like, hey, I get to be an accountant and I get to live in Australia. This is pretty sweet, um, right. as a bonus to what you're already doing and enjoying. But uh, I, you know, I'm curious as to how how do you feel that being an account having that accountant background uh, has really helped you in your business? Um. Uh, do you know, I wouldn't say that many of the skills have been transferable, which is which is kind of ironic. I've had to, when I started my business, I was like, I just want to help people and coach them. And I realized I had to come in and start being a copywriter, a blogger, a website designer, um, a branding expert, a salesperson, a marketing, online marketing guru, you know, and and I had to not just learn my new skill and my new um, love, but put on all these different hats. And there were so many areas that, you know, I had never explored before. And I would never, I think I chose, well, I didn't choose accounting, but that's another story. But I feel like I went down that road because I was better at, you know, with numbers than I was with words. And so I wouldn't, I don't know how much of it has actually helped me apart from it has taught me to be, I mean, obviously running the numbers on the backside is, is a little bit helpful, but I actually have somebody that helps me with that because I was so disillusioned with, um, with being an accountant. I didn't even want to really deal with that in my own business to be, to be totally honest, which is kind of funny. Um, it's like, I know what to do. I just don't actually want to do it because I'm, I was so over it in, from the past. Um, what it, I guess what it did give me was an incredible tenacity um, and and a work ethic, which which actually has been more of an undoing than a than a good thing. And in the first you know couple of years of my business, I was working incredible hours, and I'm only beginning to realise that that well, it's it's been a little while, but it's not necessarily the way forward and what I'd actually done in the first place was not create um, less work for myself. I'd actually gone from a job where I thought I worked way too much, you know, maybe, you know, eight to eight in the busy times and on, and, a, and a, a day at the weekend to working more like sort of 12 to 14 hour days, six, seven days a week in the first year. Um, so I, I don't know how well it actually did translate, to be honest. And there's been a lot of more unlearning, which, which I think has been more important than, than the transferring of the skills. Like, if that makes sense. Well, no, it it does, and it totally makes sense that you wanted to disconnect from what you were already doing. And and honestly, it probably was a good thing because you 
you know, if everything else wasn't going right for you, you probably would have reverted back to just sticking your nose in the books of the numbers and, and not wanting to come out of it because like, Oh, I can do this really well, even though it's not what I want to do. And this part, yeah. I can make this park go really run efficiently, even though like nothing else really matters if all the other things don't work out first. Right. Right. Um, and the fact that you really have to be the driving force behind all those other things, not necessarily just running your books. Yeah, exactly. So I I think the different, the thing I wasn't really learning much in my old role, like I was, I felt very stuck and I feel like this has ignited a curiosity and a learning. I think, I think that's been, that's the thing I'm excited about because in the past I was like meh I probably will never study anything again I'm not in I wasn't interested in anything nothing really lit me up and I I just thought that was kind of a sad situation but going down this into, into this amazing sort of world I don't think I'll ever stop learning and now I'm very grateful that I'm just so curious about everything I think that's the that's what I'm I'm really grateful about as well yeah, well, I mean, that curiosity is really what's needed uh, to to keep pushing you to go forward, right? Like, if you if you weren't curious, um, then it probably wouldn't work out very well. And if it wasn't very challenging, it, you wouldn't um, probably have found that interest because you're, you know, again, it, it goes back to the curiosity and how much you're investing yourself into it. Um, and if it just comes easy, then. Uh, like I have a, a thing. So, so like for a long time, uh, I I've played like hockey for a while, like eight years now. And, uh, I only just started when I was like 22. So I, I really sucked. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still am not very good at all. Uh, but I was really, really bad when I started and somebody kept asking, like one of the refs kept asking, he's like, you, you should just quit. You should just give up. And I'm like, <laughs> but if I was that good at this, it wouldn't be challenging. And if it wasn't challenging, it wouldn't be fun. So, and if I was that good at it, I would go get a contract to go play for a professional team. So, you know what I mean? So like to, to, it's that challenge that, that drive to want to be challenged and to constantly try to get better, um, time and time again. Mm. I, yeah, I, I love that because something I heard recently and I think it's, most of us get caught up in the destination, right? We get, we're like, oh, when I get there, when I'm successful, I'll be successful when I get to this point. And and what you're finding the fun in is the progress. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs and people starting our businesses, it's we've got to find the fun in the progress because we're never going to meet whatever our definition of I'll be successful when is. So, um, and I think that's where so many people get, get caught up is where you know they're impatient it hasn't happened yet why am I not there and and really if we can just you know congratulate ourselves for you know whatever we achieved today and just be glad we've done made some progression I think it's um I think that's the answer to everything so I think there's there's a profounder meaning in your uh in your lesson than (laughs) (laughs) well there's there is a lot there as far as um you know, success is such a subjective thing. You know, I, I like when you compare yourself to somebody else, then you then you know, success is a lot easier to define, uh, right? Because it's like, oh, well, they haven't done 
X amount of something quantifiable, right? So, mm-hmm. like, like in my it, to me, it was like, okay, I've done 280 episodes. Like, that's a lot of episodes to a lot of other podcasters. But there's a lot of people that are that have a lot more episodes than me. But that I mean, you you try not to get too caught up in that that idea of like, okay, I'll be successful when this happens. Um, unless you, you really define like a generalization of like success. Now goals are different, right? Cause you, you're like, Oh, I, I succeeded at, at meeting my goal. My goal could be, you know, today is to make X amount of dollars by this day. Um, mm. but then when you get there, it's like, Oh great. That I, I did that. Now let's, let's move on. Now w- when you, especially when you're quantifying in dollars, it's like, well, things things change, right? It's like, oh, well, I brought on more employees. Well, now we got to get more money to pay for said employees to to you know continue the process. Or now I have more clients that are coming on, so I need to increase my expenses by increasing employees or increasing hours or increasing um, automation services, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it's it's always going to be something else. And then at some point it's like, Oh, well we've done X amount of dollars. Well, that's great. What was the profit? Well, the profit wasn't nearly what we wanted it to be. So we had to set a goal. So hopefully we can succeed that goal. But, um, but like I said, the, the idea of success, really, you have to set that the tone for what that overall is going to be. And if that's like, Hey, I want to live comfortably in Australia doing my thing. Uh, I don't need to make a million dollars. Like that's not my thing. As long as I'm living comfortably, it's cool. Um, that to you could be success. Um, but of course there's always gonna be somebody who's like, yeah, well I'm doing the same thing, but I'm making like 10 times the amount of money you're making. And then, <laughs> that's when jealousy comes into play and like, oh man, we're still human. How'd that right? happen? <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I mean, I see so many people though, even though when they reach their, their own definition of success, they're still not happy. And they're like, oh crap. I thought when I had the million dollars in the bank, I'd be happy. And you know, I, I even I said to my coach this year, I was like, if I meet my financial goal, but I've, you know, I've gained 20 pounds and, you know, I'm burnt out. I said, don't, that's not a success. So yep. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I can't, I, I can't, I'm not going all out for that at the expense of everything else. So yeah, it's, it's getting really clear about like, does that really, what is success to you and what, what does it look like and how do you define that and and making yourself is this other pieces like that that I, I'll be successful when the real secret in all of this is that you will never get there unless you feel successful now and and that's the real trick about speeding it up is is to feel good about yourself now instead of constantly comparing yourself to where you're not and I, I sort of look at it as the you know, we have a gap from where we are to where we want to be and where we've come from. And the, the the biggest mistake I see people falling into all the time is we're comparing ourselves to where we're not yet, that forward gap. And so we're always going to fall short. So we feel crap. And then we're like, you know, we feel unsuccessful because we haven't reached that mystical place that we perceive will feel fabulous. And then, but if we can be more focused on acknowledging where we've come from and how far we've come and you know appreciate ourselves for that that actually breeds more of it which is kind of a backwards way of thinking about it for some people but I actually think it's the secret to all of this 
I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, going from uh, the idea that's like, okay, yeah, I could uh, money, like money just makes you more of the person you are anyway. So um, and anybody that doesn't understand that, like they don't, I personally, I don't think they know what they're talking about. And uh, (laughs) especially with my background, like they don't know what they're talking about. So uh it's it does kind of breed the idea of 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 like knowing um of bringing out that you more and more of like that you maybe you don't really know what you want in life right mm-hmm. um so a, a good a good example is like a good very good friend of mine and i many many years ago were like talking about like okay if we had like unlimited funds and we're both like tech guys. So it's like at the time, it's like, well, you know, what kind of phones and what kind of cars and what kind of this or what kind of that would you buy? Like, you know, if you had unlimited funds, like why wouldn't you just buy all of the phones and then figure out which one you want to use? Or why wouldn't you just buy all the laptops or buy all the cars and figure out which one you want to drive or just own all the cars like tech at that point? Um, and and I told him like, hey, you know, that sounds really cool. But in reality, like, I like doing the research to figure out which one is the best well-rounded or the best, you know, performance for dollar, you know, or the best uh, fit for my for my realistic needs and not necessarily just being like, yeah, I'll just buy all of them and figure it out. Like, I don't know. I, I enjoy the research. I enjoy the process of figuring things out mm-hmm. and dissecting things and just and dissecting my life and asking those questions of like do I really need this? Um, how do I integrate this? And, and maybe I'll buy it and I'll have it for a little while and then I'll just sell it online. Cause I could always buy it again later if, if the, you know, mm-hmm. the need comes, but, um, but yeah. So it, it, having that, that real clear definition of what kind of life you want first and then figuring out what you can do to make that kind of life happen is, is infinitely more important to me than, like, okay, how do we make a bunch of money and then we'll figure it out later? And in a lot of people's cases, like if you go to school, right, you have those student loans, like you've kind of cemented the idea that th- this is the life that you're choosing because you, you have to pay those loans back. Mm. Um, and and a lot of kids, you know, they don't they don't get that. They don't understand that uh, it's it's not just about the um the loan right it's about like where do you want to be in five years or ten years and then actually figuring out like those questions because that's a big broad question but but realistically there's a lot of little questions that add up to that question that a lot of times we don't get asked those questions when we're younger oh i i I mean i'm like absolutely i had no idea when i when i did started this this business I was asked like what I desired and, and that's slightly de- like not just wanted, but really desired. And I was like, um, I don't know. I really, I really didn't have like an answer. I'd never allow, I'd never stopped long enough to give myself the space to even think about it. And it's very difficult to create this amazing life of what you want if you don't know what you want. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Right. And and I think it's something we don't stop and think about long enough. It's like, what do I, what do I want? Like, what does it look like? And, and sometimes, you know, money, you know, I I talk a lot about money and how to help people make it. But at the, at the end of the day, it's like over, I think it used to be 50 and now it's 70,000 a year 
money only has a 10% um, impact on your happiness because exactly like you were saying, like you have a nice car and you have a great phone, like you just don't need 10 phones. It's like, like that would be overwhelming and probably make you more unhappy because you'd be like, oh my God, I have all these phones. I don't know what to do with myself, right? It just breeds more excess because then you're like, well, maybe I need a room in the house for my phones. <laughs> well, you might. To, 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 was... to just have them all, like... <laughs> yeah i watched a, a documentary just recently on it was netflix on minimalism and there's these two guys um and they basically get rid of almost not completely all their stuff but in, if they didn't absolutely love like their things like this guy i think he had like i don't know six shirts and two pairs of shoes and maybe that's most men but um he, he had like simplified his life down to like and he said he was so much happier. He was just like, he he just, the, the the he, you know, he had things he loved. It's not like he had nothing, but he, he had simplified his life so much that he was looking inward rather than trying to satisfy his needs externally. And, you know, they're actually, they're going all around the world and doing, you know, think they've written a book or whatever. And they're, they're just talking about this, TV and I was like fascinated by it. I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Actually, uh, a friend of the show, um, Patrick Roan, is in that that film. If it's the same one we're talking about, yeah, probably. I don't, I can't remember the guy's name. So, but yeah, there were two two of them, sort of buddies, were were doing it. So <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was good. It makes you think, right? Like, I, I'm actually no, a little bit. Well, I'm nomadic at the moment, and it's yeah, it's made me really consider everything I have in my life and and whether it's necessary and whether it's actually going to add on to my life or take away from it because I have to like you know I'm I travel relatively light around the world so um yeah it's, it's a very it's very interesting stuff right <laughs> it is it certainly <laughs> is um, so Joanna, how did your family take it when you decided that you were going to start a, a business? Oh, great question. Um, they have been very supportive. I will give them that, but they did question. They're like, don't you just want to run, you know, the company that you're working in? They were a little bit confused. Um, but they've actually been really supportive. Um, the, the, yeah, the trickier stuff has been, as I've been sort of, going down my spiritual journey and and sort of revealing my business has sort of cracked me open personally <laughs> um I used to think I was just a strong independent woman who had all her stuff together um and I was just starting a business and I realized I was actually just incredibly emotionally suppressed independent woman um and so my growing my business has has challenged me in so many ways and and personally not just you know skills wise um in terms of sort of being visible and coming you know um I, I came out spiritually as well to my parents but it, it's challenged so many beliefs that I didn't know I had so many you know I, I didn't realize you know I actually had a self-worth problem and I had some underlying stuff to deal with 
And I'm incredibly grateful that my business has sort of brought this out because there were probably areas in my life that I needed to look at and I hadn't been. And that part of the journey, I think, for my parents has almost been more more confronting. Me starting a business is just fine, but me looking at all my stuff is a little bit like, oh, and then sharing it with, you know, relatively openly with with um, my community has has been a little bit more challenging for them. And and yeah, it's just been, I think, because the change has been difficult. And, and I see that a lot with my clients as well. In, in different ways, they one it's actually one of the biggest my, I talk money blocks I help people with, um, and it's one of the biggest things I see is because we have all of these views and beliefs about money and and what that means and starting a business and other people can be triggered or be jealous or try and bring you down or they don't like when when things do change. And it can be very difficult. It can actually be one of the ways that we can sabotage ourselves when we're growing a business because we don't want to lose our friends and family over it if they don't agree or they don't understand. Or um, and so it can actually be a really big driving factor. I've even seen, you know, marriages fall apart because one is is going for it and changing, and then going through this big personal development growth because of their business. And the other partner isn't, and and it can cause all sorts of problems or um, issues, even within friendships. I've yeah, I've not lost friends necessarily, but more become, and not consciously, but more become distant from certain people and um, moved further and further away from my old life. Um, and at times, it has felt a bit lonely, and. And I think as well, when you're starting a business, sometimes it's hard enough to convince yourself that it's a good idea. You know, it's a big, brave move. And then you certainly you don't want to be surrounding yourself with people who are questioning it or questioning you or, you know, bringing you down about it. So I've sort of I, I think, again, sort of naturally or unconsciously, my friend circle has sort of changed and shifted as I've grown in this in this way because my interests have changed the way I talk's changed my friends think I'm bonkers my family thinks I'm absolutely lost it they do not understand what's going on at the moment and that's and that's just fine but um I was home at Christmas my dad actually suggested that I was um uh like checked into the nearest mental home like he (laughs) he I, I mean and that is I'm not exaggerating he probably suggested that two or three times um and once when I was a kid I was like 14 and I had a big spiritual moment I suppose um and I I, I won't go into it but I was seeing I've seen entities and um my mom took me to the doctors and was like my daughter is losing her mind like what can we do to her <laughs> what can we do about it wow. and um yeah so it's been a it's kind of fun but uh yeah it's that that part has been a little bit challenging to be honest but they're 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 trying to come around (laughs) well yeah I mean I can imagine that it it would be um tough for them especially if they're not used to it and and if your friend circle isn't already accustomed to it um then it would be pretty pretty difficult to uh for them to to see and understand 
what it is that you're doing and the direction that you're going. And, and sure, I've had plenty of friends that didn't understand and I've, um, you know, they, they have come around They're you know, they're, they're seeing, uh, the success in their eyes, the success of, of what I'm doing. And, um, that I've, you know, made a free show into a, a living, a living, I guess is the word, is the word. It's not period. Um, to to a certain extent so uh yeah it's it definitely can be can be difficult to deal with now with that said what's been um the biggest roadblock for you oh great question um myself (laughs) (laughs) um if if, yeah if i'm getting really honest um it, it was all of those all of the stuff that i didn't realize i had going on and so not only have I been building my business, I've been um, really growing and healing myself at the same time. So I feel like it's taken a little bit longer than, than it's been very quick, but at the same time, I feel like it could have happened faster if I hadn't been going through this big growth and awakening. But at the same time, it might not have happened at all if I hadn't gone through that. So, um, I mean, I had... uh, it's funny, like I, we're, we're on here, we're talking, but the first time I got on stage, I, I felt like I had this message that I had to share. And so I was like, I better go get speaker training. And, and I just cried. I was like, my, one of my biggest fears is, is rejection. And, and I really, I have a thing with worrying about what people think about me and judgment. And so for me, putting myself out there, being visible, I mean, yesterday I filmed, um, videos all day and I did a couple of like video interviews and and I now host live events and I'm sort of on stage and that to get me to those points um has has had I've had to go through so much like healing and release work to allow myself to do that um and and it's something I actually help my clients with because it's it's such a, a fundamental problem in in our industry is you know, we want to be seen and we want to put ourselves out there and we want to, you know, attract clients because we want to help them. But we're, we're so sort of almost paralyzed by our own stuff that we we procrastinate or we sabotage and, and don't actually take the steps to to be more out there. And I can see where I haven't done it and I can see where I still don't do it. And I don't, I'm, I'm getting a lot better and I'm a God, most people would say I'm the, one of the more confident people I've ever met, but it's, it's, I didn't pop out like this. It's been, I've been having to grow that, grow my confidence, um, grow my self-worth, um, which I didn't even know I had a problem with, to be honest. But um, it's been, that's been the biggest roadblock and then overcoming those things. So, but they've also, every time I've had a quantum leap forward in my personal growth, my business does the same thing. So I can see a direct correlation in like working through the stuff and, and my business success. So I guess it becomes addictive in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is reciprocal. Like as you, as, cause you, the business goes the way that you go because you, you know, when you are the business and the brand and all it's, it just, yeah it really goes the way you go and and having that um having those realizations that you are standing in the way of your own success it's funny because like that 
in itself like i know i've had that realization several times because it's like i keep getting in the way of myself um on the way to where i want to go uh for Mm. one reason or another it's not always the same reason it's not always the same realization but it just disguises itself in different ways and that you keep Mm. finding it over and over and over again like hey i've seen you uh old friend before and i can't (laughs) believe i let you in the front door uh yet again (laughs) But, right. but I did, and and now I'm going to deal with it. And every time, you know, you get a little better at it each time, but it's still um, both identifying and dealing with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, taking that, that step back to, to really evaluate, like, where you're at, what you want to do, where you want to be, who you want to be, and then, and what you want to help and, and all that. It's, yeah, it's, it's a constant learning process for sure. Uh, constant, <laughs> but, and, and I think there's a couple of things, like some people feel, you know, and then there's the fraud, fraudster syndrome or imposter syndrome that people get. And, you know, especially if they're starting a new job or a new venture outside of what they're previously trained in. And, and while I'm a big fan of getting qualified and, you know, whatever you're doing, and I've done so many certifications and courses, there's other people who who do that but then they still don't start and then they're they're waiting to be you know I don't know at that mystical destination which never comes before they get started and so I'm a big fan of starting before you're ready and just sort of figuring it out along the way one of my friends was like how do you do what you do and I was like oh I'm just making it up as I go along and um <laughs> and she was like what and I'm like oh sure like I don't know like you know and I think the beauty of it is we all are in a way like because if you're not meeting things that you don't know how to do you're not really growing either right like oh, <laughs> so you're not really challenging yourself so i'm like i'm hoping that everyone is secretly making up as they go along and they and they totally <laughs> are i mean it's but but it's the willingness to learn it's the willingness to figure it out it's the willingness to understand that you know necessity is the mother of all invention and hey you're not going to figure out the world's problems by not like tackling them one on one like one on one one at a time on the road Mm. to figuring out because you know and, and as you know and as i know it's like every time you you if you have this really big complex problem you got to fix it like piece by piece by piece by piece because every time you fix something in that in those steps there's it's going to break something else along the way so if you try to just fix it all at once um or, or tackle it all at once especially if it's a complex problem if it's a really simple it may be, it could be a really big problem but just a really simplistic problem um, but in most cases, it's it's like you just aren't looking deep enough to see all the little things that are involved to make it happen. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really that that process of like, OK, we're going to fix it um, and wait till we get a different reaction or a different answer or a different this. And then we can move on to the next problem to fix that problem. And um, that's where computers for me was like the big thing. It, you know, it, it, it wasn't just about the fact that I love computers. It was about teaching me how to think. Right. Learning how to learn, learning how to think, learning how to use logic, learning how to, you know, solve like problem by step by step, figuring things out, troubleshooting. Um, And to me, entrepreneurs are really just professional troubleshooters um, for (laughs) for the business world in general, because we just we tackle one problem at a time. I love that. I love that. And I was. I think it was Brendan Burchard. Um, I was at his High Performance Academy, and he said, uh, 
confidence is really just having the the faith that you can figure out your problems like one at a time and that you can figure it out and he put it in a slightly more eloquent way but that was the the gist of it he was like just knowing that you can problem solve because you'll never know everything and I was like oh that's great (laughs) (laughs) no I totally agree I mean you know when when it comes to solving anything there's there's two there's two resources time or money you can spend time or you can spend money uh, right. if you don't have one or the other, uh, then you should spend the other, you know what I mean? Like it, it just, right. it's just a trade off. Um, so, so, uh, so I got to ask you though, cause you, you were saying that you didn't have a whole lot of, uh, self-confidence growing up, which by the way, I'm from the same boat. So you're in good company. Uh, <laughs> what was yeah. your childhood dream growing up? Um, Oh, great question. Again, I, I've sort of, I think I had a few a few dreams, which is part of the problem, probably. But um, what a part of me wanted to be an artist, and then the other part wanted a corner office in in a big fancy office building and get dressed up every day, and the other one just wanted their own business. So I've been I've sort of lived out. Um, I'm now living out two of those, and um, I guess I'll be an artist at some point. <laughs> but um, it's. Yeah, I've always wanted my own business. My dad, both my parents run their own businesses and it seemed, I kind of wanted, I think probably growing up watching movies, I wanted to try the big shiny office, um, corner office. That didn't work out for me, but it's, um, yeah, I've always wanted to do something. I think I struggle with being told what to do and um, yeah, so being my own boss definitely makes makes more sense. But um, I, I didn't really know what that looked like. I used to write out lists of, I thought I might have a cafe or a restaurant or a gift shop or um, something like that. And I'd just write out lists and lists and lists of potential things I could do. And um, I never thought it would look quite like this, but I'm I'm very glad it does. (laughs) (laughs) So with that said, what do your dreams for the future look like? Oh, great question. Um, more more of the same but i really what i'm loving is the most is the the interaction and the event space so i ran a, a an event last a big 3 day event last year and we're just in starting the planning for this this next one coming up and that lights me up the most along with with interviews i actually want to start my own podcast um cuz i have to follow what lights me up the most and I'm a very people person and and that's that's what I want to do more of. Plus I want to write a book and um yeah, travel more, but yeah, there there's lots of things I I want to have happen. But I'm trying to think is there a big I'm trying to articulate the big dream, but um yeah, it's just impacting a whole bunch of people and and really helping them to to clear the way to to live their biggest boldest vision of their lives and and really for me every time I can help somebody it, it's everything like it's so this is so fulfilling for me um I know we're, we're not supposed to get emo- too emotionally connected to our clients but one of my clients was just sharing she's just landed this massive campaign with a like a internationally recognized brand and um and I, I was just like, literally the tears were just like plonking on my, on my, on my desk. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was just so proud of like where they've come. And 
if I can like keep creating that and keep having that feeling, then, then that's everything. Oh, you know, I, I know you're not supposed to be, uh, connected, but you know what? I mean, that's what makes us human. And if you don't feel that way, then maybe you should think about doing a corporate business, uh, you know, environment because that's, that's where that's for, right. That's where that's like, Oh yeah, you're not supposed to, and you don't get connected because you're just like, ah, I'm doing my job and it's whatever. Um, then I can retire and do what it is that I want to do. So uh, yeah, you you really I you should be connected, and I'm glad to hear mm. that you are. Yeah, I mean the, the boundaries with it, but um, but yeah, I was just it, it mean it means so much to me when when that happens, and if I can just yeah do do more of that, I'll I'll be a happy person because yeah, the ripple effect is huge, and and really, I mean, if big big dream is about. Um, I was I was sort of thinking more along the line of what what do you want to be when you grow up? But the, the big dream is, I mean, helping ra- raise the frequency of humanity is is like the big one. <laughs> but, um, well, there's wrong with that. I mean, that's one person at a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you do. But the thing is, is the people that you're helping, you got to understand that the the ripple effect of who those people are going to go help with their business, everything is is connected in some way, shape, or form. So. Um, you're, you know, you helping one person might effectively help hundreds of thousands of people if the product that they bring to market or the per- or the company they go and help brings something to market that ends up helping thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people all around the world. Like it really can't make a big difference just by helping one other person. It's just that it mm-hmm. depends on who that one person is. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I'm like funny because I only selfishly work with people who want to help other people because then my my aim for having this big impact, it, it, it happens faster with that ripple effect. So I'm like, oh, you want to have a big impact? Oh, cool. Like, let me help you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then they go out and help more people. And yeah, it, it does create a beautiful ripple effect. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Of course. Um so before we share your, your final thoughts for the show, how can people connect with you? Um, sure. You can find me on um, my, my website is missionforbalance.com and I'm all, I'm all over Facebook. Um, I run a Facebook group called the entrepreneur edge um, and you can find me on Instagram, Joanna Turner two four. Um, yeah. I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, I will definitely have those in the show notes so people can connect with you. Uh, well, but do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up? Is whatever, whatever you're at, if you know, I know it's for for dreamers, but it's never too late. I think that's, you know, I look at some of these kids and they're coming in to this industry at twenty, and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd done it sooner. But now, now is the right time whatever you're at now is the right time and um and you can always overcome anything i could not agree more joanna thank you so much for taking the time to and the i think it's like you're like 12 hours so it's like morning there now right yeah yeah i I started out pretty early this morning (laughs) yes yes it's very pretty early in the morning um so thank you so much for taking the time out of your morning to come be a part of the dreamers podcast um uh and you're welcome back on the show anytime that you have anything going on that you'd love to share and i I would love to just follow up in like a year to check in and see how you've uh how you've been 
Oh, that'd be amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're quite welcome. And thank you for reaching out in the first place to uh, to be a guest. It's, it was quite a pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.